Hey, Matt. Oh, hey, Z. What's wrong? Oh, I think my snow cone isn't actually made of snow. Whoa, I think you're right. Do you want to talk about it? Well, I'd really rather go to fair trading, but since they're out of hours, I guess you'll be... Acceptable Company. Hey, everybody. Hey. Welcome back to Acceptable Company with Matt and Z. So we're going to kick things... <laughs> We're going to kick things right off with our first topic. It's one of mine. So, Z, have you heard about the Maccas scalpers? No, but I love Maccas, so I'm very intrigued by this story. Have you heard of a franchise called Pokemon? Yes. So, in America, Maccas are celebrating their Pokemon's 25th anniversary. Okay. And to celebrate, they're releasing limited edition Pokemon cards in their Happy Meals. And they come in cute little Pikachu Happy Meal boxes. Cool. Yes, cool. Cool for young kids. Cool for adults that grow up with Pokemon. The issue is, like everything, Pokemon is highly collectible. And people are buying Happy Meals in bulk. So much so that they're selling out in Macca's stores. Okay. Whole boxes of these Pokemon cards are appearing on the internet. People are saying that employees are getting involved. Because they're unopened. People are just throwing out the food. They're just taking these cards. They're selling for hundreds of dollars on eBay and, and various other websites. Right. So like a real underbelly situation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's real, real dark web stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. And what? so what's the end game to collect the cards and the boxes? So there's something like 50 collectible cards. And even then there's some holographic versions of them that are extra rare. Are these different to the original cards that came out when I we were young? I believe they're of the same variety. I think they're a modern, a more modern take, but I think they're part of the Pokemon trading card set. With but they're, a McDonald's logo on it? Yeah, I think they'll be specially, I think they're special limited edition cards. Perhaps not Macca's specific cards, but they'll be... Unique to this Yeah, to this promotion. promotion. So as you can imagine, Pokemon cards in general are apparently quite collectible, even now, 25 years after their release. They're still a hot commodity. So the fact that scalpers are hitting Maccas across the across the country to collect all these 50 cards, somehow it doesn't surprise me. So they're selling them online, mm-hmm. just the cards on their own? Yeah, just the cards. Interesting. Apparently, yeah, chucking out the food. Some guy posted a, a sort of video. He's like, I'm keeping all the cards, but I'm giving my food to the homeless. That's not so bad. You should do this too if you're after the cards. Yeah. Which is something. He's still, he's still got 10 Happy Meals though. So, you know, leave some for the kids. So... Maccas is trying to step in and, and stop this sort of behavior by initiating certain bans or perhaps so many Happy Meals per family or whatever you need to do but to what's keep... what's stopping them from like driving around the drive-through over and over again? Well, some people some people are going like Maccas hopping and trying to find a Happy Meal because they're sold out everywhere. everywhere. I'm not surprised by that. No, this news is not surprising. But I feel like McDonald's should have seen this coming. <laughs> yeah, look, I, look. honestly, I don't think Macca's cares who's buying the Happy Meals, That's if true. it's for kids or for adults. They're, they're selling Happy Meals, you know, they're doing exactly what they wanted to do. So, you know, from an outwardly point of view, they need to be looking like they're, they're doing something about the problem. But the bottom line is they're making their money. Keep buying them, guys. Keep mm-hmm. buying them and selling them on the internet. Yeah, they're having a hard time keeping, keeping the cards stocked in Macca's stores. Mm. I want a Pikachu box. I dare say that's probably going to be easier than finding <laughs> the cards. The I don't, the I don't cards. care about the cards. I just want the box. Uh, is that coming to Australia? Uh, good question. Don't know. Wouldn't surprise me. I kind of want to get my hands on some of these cards, though. Mm. I'll give you my cards. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> 
So apparently they're yeah, selling for hundreds of dollars, which doesn't surprise me at all. People are saying, like I said before, employees are getting involved and you know, people are tweeting, people are complaining on social media that they haven't even had a chance to get the kids because employees are swiping these boxes and making a mint. So weird. What a world. What a world we live in. Yeah, it's funny what, what becomes collectible, doesn't it? Mm. What 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 value intrinsic value holds these Pokemon cards. I mean they're only collectible to collectors, right? They're only valuable to collectors. Yeah. Essentially, they're just pieces of cardboard with pictures on them. You and me aren't going to pay 100 bucks for a box of cards. No, we're not going to do that. <laughs> yeah, no, we're definitely not. No, they've got YouTube videos on unboxing Macca's Happy Meals to find out what cards they got. I really am curious to see what one of these Pikachu boxes looks like. Ah, well, I can show you. Stop for time. Voila. Uh, I was expecting them to actually be Pikachu-shaped with tall ears and stuff, but they're actually just normal Happy Meal box-shaped. They are just yellow normal. Yellow with a face on it. It's just a normal Happy Meal with uh, a Pikachu face plastered on the front. Okay, fair enough. Anyone interested, we can post a picture up on our Instagram so you can see the Happy Meal boxes. At Acceptable Company. So, Matt, you know I'm not very good at this whole domestic living thing. I'm not very good at cooking or cleaning <laughs> or any of those sorts of tasks. Basic, basic survival basic skills. Basic survival lacking. skills. Yeah. <laughs> but in excess of all other skills. So uh, who's really losing? <laughs> um, but I learned how a laundromat works wow. this week. Mm. So that's that's actually quite interesting because they're, they're not that common. There are a few around here, but I've just never taken notice because I've never needed one before. So why, pray tell, my yes. dizzy, did you need to use a laundromat for the first time in 30 years? So our washing machine rattles when it spins really fast. And as I've used the washing machine and it's rattled, it's moved over time <laughs> to the point where it's like, it's like spun around and the door is no longer accessible for me. <laughs> so, um, so hang on. Yeah. So instead of me just moving the washing machine back into position, you've gone to a laundromat. Yeah. I don't like asking people for favors. So I would rather Is it just still in a position where you can't access the door? You can, but if I use it one more time, <laughs> it will it will be. It, it'll no jam way. with all your clothes inside, yeah. and you won't be able to access them. <laughs> but um, Aaron is visiting this weekend, so he'll be able to move it. So I only needed the laundromat for one load. I can move it. I can move it right now before we go. No, it's fine. Anyway, I didn't know how laundromats worked. I know they had washing machines and you can use them to wash your clothes, but I didn't know things like, do you have to pay for laundry powder or does it come with the price and how much do you pay? Okay, and can I guess, right? Yeah. This is what I assume are the, are the protocols to a laundromat. Okay. From what I understand, you turn up with your washing. You have your own washing powder. Okay. You turn on the washing. I think you'd be expected to sit there and wait and make small talk around the laundromat. That's what I've seen in American sitcoms. Mm -hmm. I think it would be bad etiquette to have your, your washing machine finish and you not be there to collect said laundry. Okay. Wait, why did you think we had to bring our own laundry powder? Um, I just doubt that would be supplied. But you're paying a price. To use a service. Yeah, you're paying a price for water and electricity. But do you think when you go to a car wash, you have to bring your own soap to get your car washed? No. Why not? What's the difference? Because I... <laughs> this is what I don't understand. If I'm paying a fee, yes, you do have to bring your own laundry powder. <laughs> or you can pay extra to have it given to you. I see. But I don't understand why I'm paying you for this service. It should come all inclusive. Yeah, but how much are you paying? I don't know. I didn't look into it because I actually discovered that um, they have another service where you just bring the clothes 
and they do everything for you and you just come back and it's all dry and folded. Yeah, and that's much more my style. You've never you've never done that before? No. Because when I've when I've traveled overseas, yeah. you know, most hotels have a, like a laundry service where you do that. No, I'm the I'm the washing it in the shower with me <laughs> with a bar of soap and hanging it around the bathroom type. Okay. <laughs> Whatever works for you, man. Yeah, look, look, you're not wrong. That's um that's really rough in it. Okay, back to Australian laundromats. Mm. So, did you actually visit a laundromat or did you opt for the option where you, you just drop off your clothes? Yeah, you drop off your clothes at the laundromat. Yeah. I didn't touch the machines. I okay. didn't have to deal with that that stuff. So, in summary, you can't answer my etiquette questions about what's right or wrong about watching a laundry or... No, 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 I did because I asked a bunch of people and they... Oh, you, interview, the you interviewed the well, laundry no, goers. I, I know, I posted something on Instagram and people responded. So, they uh, said, basically, yeah, you sit there and you read a book. Or you can leave it if you want to, but there's no guarantee that someone's not going to come in and steal your clothes. So, yeah, you should stay and, and supervise. Hmm. Any other questions? Any other brain busters? I wonder how common it is for someone to steal your clothes. Oh, if I was... Homeless? Desperate, yeah, I so would. I think I would too. And they're probably like washing expensive designer stuff. Not that we're advocating for... For stealing clothes. For stealing clothes. But I mean, I could understand the desperation to do such You think people would wash expensive designer stuff at a laundromat? Yeah, I would. Not that I have expensive designer stuff, but I would have washed nice clothes, but I don't think I would have left it. So these city these city laundromats, Mm. they're designed for people that live in apartments without washing machines. I guess. I imagine so. so. Oh people whose washing machine has rattled so much that you now can't access the door. Yeah. Very (laughs) very common issue I hear. (laughs) Yeah, you know, it happens. Don't you hate it when that happens? I can fix your washing machine. (laughs) It's fine. I've done it. It's folded. It's in a bag now. I've done it. The laundromat has claimed it. Yeah. Sozy, as you'd know, I'm the proud owner of a brand new relationship. I do. I'm aware. Um, Very, very new. Very, very happy. The topic I want to talk about here is um, something that happened to me shortly after becoming official. Okay. And that was the Facebook official status. Ooh. Now, um, my girlfriend, I didn't think she'd be the type to be Facebook official, right? And I've always been Facebook official through all my other relationships. Is Facebook official even a thing now? I feel like I don't know that many people that post it anymore. Yes, I think that Facebook official is still a thing. I think that whether or not it's relevant, whether or not it's needed to be, that's what we're going to unpack here. So I didn't think my girlfriend was a type and I had accepted that we weren't going to be Facebook official this time around. I, I, I accepted that we were going to keep the relationship to ourselves. It's between me and her. Next thing you know, she's sent me the invitation. I've accepted. And now all of Facebook knows. It's gone gangbusters. It's gone gangbusters. First thing I've posted in a year and it's just exploded. So I guess the question is, do we need Facebook official? Is it something relevant? Is it something necessary in our lives these days? Because... So much of relationships, I think, are, it's going to sound very cynical, but I feel like so much of relationships now are for the gram. You know, that perfect shot, the perfect shot of the proposal. I was in the city the other day and I was at Observatory Hill and there's a pergola there. Yes, I'm familiar with the one. Very famous spot. And there was a proposal going down. So these two people were setting up flowers. They set up a big sign that said, marry me, candles. It was very, very elaborate. Mm -hmm. But the people in question, they were posing like they were proposing, but they weren't in fancy clothes. They were taking photos, checking camera angles, checking lighting. It was all staged. It wasn't actually in real time. No, well, 
I think two things. Either these are friends that have set things up and then they're seeing the best angles and things for when the couple actually arrives or they are the couple and yeah, it's all staged. Either way, if these are friends and they're going to be telling their friends, no, no, look this way. The lighting's better this way. It's still staged, right? It's for the pictures. It's for the gram. It's for the Facebook. Why do we need validation from online sources? It's such a hard thing to say because it happened to you and I don't want to be critical of what has occurred. You mean the, the lovely thing my girlfriend did? Yeah, yeah. It's Go really, ahead, it's just really rip it lovely. to shreds. No, no, no. It is a lovely gesture, but I don't... I, I was surprised when I saw it. I think I, I reached out to you and I said, oh, that's bold because yeah. it's A, it's so early on in the relationship and... Mm. I feel like relationships are complicated and anything can happen. And for it to be so public, Mm. you then have to deal with the aftermath of taking it down one day. I agree. I feel like that is something in the back of my mind. If we do break up sometime soon, heaven forbid, it's, you know, it could be embarrassing. I've made this, you know, we've made this big show and dance. Hundreds of people have seen it, acknowledged it. Yeah, look, it's embarrassing. It could be embarrassing, I should say. But I approached my girlfriend and said, you know, I'm surprised you did this. And she said, I want to show you off. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, what am I going to say about that? It's, it's not like I can say no. But like, okay, can you not show the other person off by posting a photo of you guys? And be like, hey, this is my new boyfriend. I don't feel like I would have the need to say that I'm in a relationship with this person and have it on my profile like it's part of my identity. Yeah. And I mean, like I said, I'd made peace with the fact that that wasn't going to be me either. Mm. Um, I am happy that it's there. Okay. So it's like the fact that so many people can see it and, and view it. It adds legitimacy. It's, it's a pledge in front of all these people that, you know, this isn't something we're not serious about. This is something that we're both excited about, proud of. And I think that's nice. Yeah, I guess to me, it just reminds me of when we were in high school and, mm. you know, you say, oh, this person's going out with this person. Ooh, what a big deal and what a scandal. Whereas at our age, I don't feel like that is a necessary part. Look, there is definitely an aspect of that high schoolness to it, mm. you know, in the, in the excitement of a new relationship and the fact that you, you kind of are like showing it off and it's a new gossip in town. It's, it's the tea, as the kids mm. say. I just feel like personally, there are other ways that I would show off the relationship. I guess it does come back to, you know, love languages, right? Yeah. Which I admit I'm not much of a believer of, but... No, I'm a big believer. I Yeah, I know. <laughs> but something like me putting up a photo of me and my girlfriend together. To my girlfriend, that may be a big gesture because it's in front of everyone, it's public... Some people need that public affirmation from their partner to know that they are valid. Maybe a partner is not so good at expressing how much someone means to them, but by putting a photo up on Facebook, by, I guess, taking a plunge in front of all their friends and family, it adds weight. It's a, it's a shine of affection, you know? But I feel like if you are not getting that from that person directly and you're only getting it from them displaying it outwardly to others, how do you know it's not just them doing it for a show if you're not getting it straight from the source? Well, isn't it? Isn't that the whole point of the love languages and things? Some people can't express themselves in some ways and not in other ways. Is that the thing? Maybe they're not so good at expressing it in words, but actions. No, but the actions. So the love languages are always directed to that person. So it's quality time or words of affirmation. Isn't actions one of them? It's um, signs of affection. Shows acts of service. Acts of service. So this is an action. No, this (laughs) is not. An act of service is like giving you a foot rub. It's not posting a photo to show people that you care. 
about this person and not actually expressing it to you directly. Well, look, if my girlfriend posted a photo of us together, I would I would like Yeah. And a, posting a photo for me is different to mm, the Facebook official. Yeah, Facebook relationship status. But, you know, each to their own. And if that's how you guys choose to express and celebrate your relationship, then cool. I'm happy. Yeah, I'm happy too. It, it, I admit I was a little bit surprised and shocked me a little bit. But, you know, a selfish side of me really enjoyed seeing all those likes pouring. I just feel like if you've just become boyfriend and girlfriend and then you're in a rush to post it um, as a status of yours, it makes me feel like you're trying to send a message to someone. Mm. Like, why, why would you rush to do that? Okay, let me pin a scenario for you right mm. one of my exes i remember in my head it wasn't official to me until it was facebook official because i feel like she was tiptoeing around going official for a while and i felt like i needed that affirmation in front of the world stage mm. before i knew she was serious about it being official but what if she had just told you that like yes we are boyfriend and girlfriend and not put it on facebook well, that, that's kind of what happened and i and i wanted to make it official straight away why what was driving that um, I suppose... You wanted a particular someone to know? No. Okay. I think it was more insecurities. It was more I wanted everyone to know that she'd chosen me, that she'd made it official. She accepted me in public <laughs> in, front of a, in front of a jury of my peers. She wasn't ashamed of me. Yeah. <laughs> in a way. And, and, and the way my, my now girlfriend did that without having to be asked, without even me thinking she was going to do it, you know, that was... As well as the many, many other gestures she does, that was a big sign for me that, you know, she was she was happy with me. Yeah, and I think it is nice to feel like the other person is excited by being with you. I mean, I think it's one thing to be official with you and keep it between you guys. But when you when you become official and you're happy to and you, you can't wait and you want to spread it to literally everybody you know, you know, that's that's the next level of, of feeling appreciated. Yeah, okay. I can I can get behind that. Like always, we've we've found acceptance. <laughs> a happy medium. We found the happy medium yeah. to sit on. <laughs> So my big question for this episode, drumroll, is about aliens. Do you believe in them or what's your kind of stance? I, I love the alien talk. Alien I think talk. it's so fascinating. There's like no wrong answer and you can delve into all sorts of different sides of physics and science. So I am here for it, see? Whether I believe in aliens, I think it'd be insane not to if you're up to date with the, the knowledge of the universe. So depending on what you believe, what your current philosophy is on the universe, it's either endless or it has an end. I think the real question here is, do you care if aliens exist? Uh, I haven't even finished my spiel and you're, <laughs> and you're bringing out the big gun. Clearly you believe in aliens. I think that if the universe is endless, there's an endless number of possibilities out there, right? Mm. Even if it isn't endless, it's massive, very big. I understand the chances of a planet forming the way ours did with the perfect formula for life is very, very small. But that's the thing. When we think of aliens, we're thinking about the blue aliens. We're thinking about a form of life like us. I mean, there's bacteria that can survive in, in volcanoes or boiling water or all these sort of things. That's technically a form of life. And what's to say that a planet that isn't like pure volcano or, you know, hasn't evolved from bacteria. We're expecting life to resemble a form that we are, we recognize. And our entire knowledge of everything that we know is based on our planet and a few other planets that we've been able to get to. A few planets beyond that, we've been able to send telescopes and Hubble telescopes to and that's it i think to say that we are the only life out there is incredibly arrogant and i just think it's an impossibility but what impact do aliens have on your life nothing mm -hmm. it's 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 probable that i'll never ever know for sure if there are aliens existed i don't expect a flying saucer to fly through the possibility that i'll run into an alien is, is pretty damn slim 
Why do you spend time thinking about it and wondering about them? Because I'm excited for the unknown. I wish that all the maps weren't filled in. I wish there were parts of the Earth still to explore. And the fact that basically everything is mapped out, it's it's a bit of a shame. The mysteries are out there, but they're they're out there. They're out there in the universe. So I love theoretically thinking about it, I suppose. it's In my opinion, it's one of the most exciting things to speculate on. But how about you? Do you believe in aliens? I think I lean more towards... No, I don't believe in aliens. But more importantly, I don't care if aliens exist or not. It's not something that I think about because there is, for me, already so much going on here in this world. There is no capacity in my brain to even think about, ooh, what other life forms are out there? Because it has no consequence to my life, to my personal life. So much knowledge doesn't though. Like you watch documentaries about toucans in the Amazon and that doesn't impact your life directly but you still enjoy learning about it. Yeah. I guess I just don't spend time wondering about if they're out there because they there are already aliens on Earth. Like there's crazy fish with wings that fly out of the water and then there's fish with light bulbs on their head. And That's weird shit. There's really weird stuff out there. The stuff that I know nothing about, obviously. But because there is already so much going on here, I don't feel like thinking about aliens or wondering about aliens, especially when they're not going to appear in my lifetime is worth my mental effort. Yeah, isn't it fun to, don't you sit around a campfire, look up at the cosmos and, and wonder if we're alone? No, I look up and I think, oh wow, the stars are really pretty. Yeah, but the stars are galaxies or the stars are suns with their own system of planets. That's incredible. It blows my mind even to think about that. It's so easy to look up and not appreciate or not even take in what you're looking at. It's mind-boggling and there's so much more to, this, to the universe than our silly little world. Yeah, I think that's where you and I differ. I feel like our silly little world isn't silly and little. I feel like there's a lot going on and there are endless possibilities and opportunities. Anything beyond is not on my radar at all. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we're definitely disagreeing on this one. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's, it's exciting. I love thinking about this. But I don't like any kind of sci-fi and like Star Wars, Star This is real life. This is science. This is speculation this is this isn't sci-fi i know but it feels like sci-fi to me aliens just in general that's this was your topic (laughs) i know but i just wanted to talk about if you believed what what your stance was that's fair look i can you see where i'm coming from yeah but i I think it's a it's almost a shame the way you think that you're so fixated on on you know what i could you could call the stresses and and flexes of life that you don't give yourself time to speculate or think about the amazing and the i mean i suppose you could argue that there are amazing things to speculate on on earth yes exactly there are they're the same it's the same thing the cosmic coincidences that created these amazing things on earth are the same cosmic coincidences making amazing things in the galaxy yeah but the galaxies and alien life is all hypothetical whereas i can go to a beach and look out onto the ocean and be like oh wow that's a wondrous sight to behold yeah but i don't know if there's anything else out there beyond but i don't have the time or the effort to wonder so if I put a gun to your head yeah. and said, are there aliens? Do they exist? Probably. Mm. But why, why probably? I mean, it's difficult for me to fathom the size of the universe beyond our own galaxy, let alone the size of our galaxy in itself. So I'm sure there are, it's definitely possible. But so what? What's that going to do? Let's say we do discover there are aliens and they've landed on Earth and we communicate with them. Surely, Z, surely that qualifies as being something you'd be interested in. What are they going to say? What are they going to do that's actually going to... They're going to have all sorts... Okay, look, I just want to disclaimer. I 
don't believe it's gonna. Ha- I don't believe there's a UFO that's gonna land in a cornfield. Yeah. I don't think that's the aliens we're thinking about. Uh-huh. But hypothetically, if if that was the case, yeah. then you know, well, imagine the stuff we can learn from that. We can learn about inter- you know, their technologies and travel between planets and how they survive, how they've evolved, their history, their futures, their colonies, their cultures. Their think about the differences between cultures here. This mm. is a whole other level. The amount of stuff that they're foods. There's so much we can learn. Not but to are ma- you not? What about cultures and foods that exist on Earth that you haven't discovered? How is that any different? Yeah, but I can Wikipedia them. Uh-huh. I can Google them. I can Google what a pisitzi is. Yeah. You know, I know <laughs> that all the, all that knowledge is found is is known. Yeah. No culture on the other side of the world is going to teach me how to fly to another galaxy or how to live to five hundred or give me prosthetics in my legs so I can be an inch taller and be a normal sized human being. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like I disagree or I'm just not as interested. I'm not very science I think that's. I think that's the thing. Yeah. I think you're just not interested. Yeah. So, like, even if these aliens did come and they were able to teach us about all this stuff that we don't know, I'm not going to be at the forefront of that conversation taking in this information. I'm going to hear about it through news articles on Pedestrian or BuzzFeed. But don't worry, I will be too. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, how can you not be excited by the concept? It's... I'm really not. <laughs> what are they? I just cannot think of anything that they could possibly teach us as a society. See, that's the thing. It's literally anything. Our knowledge is so based on, on what we know. It's all we know. What would you do if you found out there were aliens out there, but we were actually the most intelligent and most I mean, it's um, po- mature? It's possible. Yeah. The cha- look, the chances of there like, being life out there is pretty high. The chances of there being intelligent life to our extent, not so high. So that is a possibility. We might be the most intelligent species in the universe, Mm. possibly. Mm. But it's still amazing. Even if they found bacteria on the moon, I'd be amazed. That's incredible. (laughs) I would not be amazed. I would not not even register. (laughs) I feel like like you brought up... We have different standards. I feel like you brought up this conversation to set me up. Yeah. (laughs) No, I knew that it's. I knew that it would be something that we. Oh, don't so, so you're on. picking conversation. You're, you're picking topics that are diverse. No, I'm picking topics that we can have an interesting conversation about. That mm. isn't just like, oh yeah, I agree. Well, that's the end of the story. See you later. Fair enough. I don't know. I can't imagine aliens teaching us anything that would be of interest to me. Let's say they do teach us. Oh yeah, here's how you live to be five hundred. Do I want to live to be five hundred? I don't might. think so. Yeah, but you know, that's the thing. You're not going to be an old woman at five hundred. These aliens might have a technology to keep you eternally young. Yeah, I think that's just so far fetched. Wouldn't you want to? Wouldn't you want? All right, you you don't mind travel, right? You're a travel person. Mm. Wouldn't you want to go experience another planet with entirely different ecosystems than we even know about? No, because how long what? is it going to take to get to that planet? Like Twelve seconds. <laughs> But you're making this all. This is all course, very hypothetical. Of course, it's all hypothetical. But that's that's the fun of it. See, I think I'm more. I'm. I base my logic on reality. This is reasoning in reality. It's 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 every possibility that they could exist. But also every possibility that they are not what you expect them to be, or not what you want them to be. That's the point I was making. Life could be anything. Life could be a form of gas. Life could be something we can't even see. All our knowledge is based on our small little planet and mm. a few other planets that we have around us. There's so much out there that mm. we just have no idea. That's my point. That's exciting. Yeah, exciting's a bit of a stretch. <laughs> <laughs> it's just not It's just not me. You can go and tell me how, how it is. Oh, you'll be jealous. Mm, I don't think so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that's about all we've got time for. That alien conversation went a bit longer than I think <laughs> we intended, but uh, actually, I think you intended it, so kudos.
Is that how the X Files? The X Files. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was I was curious. I'm like, do you even know what you're humming? But no, you yeah, get it. Yeah, I'm you get it. I'm across pop culture. Yeah, I'm, I'm aware of the X Files. So we hope we've been acceptable company today. Absolutely. Thank you for joining us. And catch you later. See you next time. <laughs>